Hey, and welcome to the Furnace Podcast. To know us, we are a YWAM community based by the sea in the beautiful city of Tauranga, New Zealand, where our vision is to equip you for a sustained life of intimacy with God, leading to an eternal impact in the world around you. Awesome. Welcome back, everyone, to the Furnace Podcast. My name is Cassie, and I'll be your host today. Um, before we get into anything else, I want to encourage you, if this is your first time listening, to go back and listen to our last episode, because we're talking about Revelation 4, and if you want to kind of carry on with this, it'll make a lot more sense if you've listened to the last episode. Um, so please, before we go any farther, take a moment and go back and listen to that one. But Christy, awesome to have you back in studio. Thank you. So good to be here. And we're just going to carry on with looking at Revelation 4 and the beauty of God. Uh, so just picking up from last week where we looked at the door standing open, the throne in heaven with one sitting on it. And that enough, that there is enough to fascinate our hearts, our minds, capture us for for. Ever. <laughs> it is. We had fun last time. Honestly, didn't we? Oh yeah. Honestly. I'm just honestly geeking out in here, just like the biggest grin on my face. <laughs> just loving it and loving Jesus oh, more. So good. And so I love I'm just gonna jump right in. Yeah, jump honestly, in. Let's go. because yep. I, there's so much that is so rich. And again, if you're wanting to look at the beauty of God, you cannot not look at these scriptures. Hundred percent. Um I don't know of another chapter or chapters in the word. Well, there's maybe a couple yeah. that really outline the beauty of Jesus and the beauty of the Lord. Technically, Revelation 4 is about the Father, but yeah. the beauty of the Father and the Son, Revelation 5 together. Totally. Um, then these two chapters, yep. it's just so rich and so deep in yep. the knowledge of who he is. Totally. It's beautiful. And so like jumping in, we've just looked at the the one sitting on the throne, but and John goes into a little bit more description. He says, the one who sat there, who the one who's seated on the throne had the appearance of Jasper sardius um and i just I, I don't know about you but the first time i read that i was like what what, what does what that mean that? what's that all that <laughs> like jasper yeah like sardius what yep so what does it mean well <laughs> let's chat about it i think even before we go there i just want to pull out the point um i love when john is describing him in my translation i use the new king james and my translation it says that that he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the, the throne in appearance like an emerald. And I love it because it's almost like John is like trying to grasp yeah. for, for words in his native mother tongue to describe yeah. this one on the throne. <laughs> and he's having a, a bit of a struggle. Um, if Christy Walsh wrote it, it might sound like, well, he was kind of sort of a little bit like this but he looks <laughs> maybe something kind of sort of somewhat like that but not really but kind of close yeah. this is the best word i can find to in my comprehension in my comprehension that i can associate this with yes it's like uh but maybe, maybe sort of, sort of uh, like this like this <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't quite do it justice yeah. and so i think that's just a fascinating point that 
that John's going, this one on the throne is so other than and so in another league. Like that I outside don't, of out, my like ability to describe. Yes. Outside of my yes. human smallness. Yes. Like I don't even have words. Exactly. That's exactly. What I said. I've <laughs> yes. run out of words. Run, but it's yes. like this. But it's like this. Yes. Yep. And so he goes, he's like a Jasper. Now the ancient Jasper um, was a, uh, a shining diamond type stone. Revelation 21, 11 defines the Jasper as clear as crystal. Mm. So we're using the word of God to interpret the word of God, which is a very good hermeneutical principle. Yes. So, um, so that's where we, we find this, that back then Jasper was, was clear. It was shining. It was bright. It was diamond like it was radiant. It was full of splendor. And so John is starting off by going that he who sat on the throne he was shining. He was glorious in his splendor. He was radiant. He was brighter than the sun. Uh, Acts 26, 13 yeah. is the language um, that, that, that that verse uses. But he's shining. Yeah, and you think about, like when you look at a diamond, it's like this piercing light. Yeah. Like, whenever people, you know, get engaged or whatever, everyone's like, oh, can I see the ring? Can I see the ring? Yeah. And we're just like dazzled by this teeny tiny little rock, yes. you know? Yes. And how much more the one on the throne shining. Wow. And I think of just what that must look like as the light like refracts around him or in Come him, on. you know? And you think of like a diamond when it's cut it has all these different facets and so yeah. whenever you turn it from a different angle it's like oh wow it's it looks like a whole new thing and yeah. so i wonder if that is what the father on the throne looks like as he is moving and executing his plan on the earth as he's like stretching out his mighty right arm what does the wow. facet of his arm look like and you think of the term of personality we talk about like the facets of someone and so yeah. i wonder if even that's just a representation of just how many different aspects of him wow. there are, but it's this shining, like piercing, beautiful thing. Wow. Psalm 104 said that he's wrapped in light as with a garment. Yeah. Wow. Or uh, in the Song of Songs, it says like, my beloved is dazzling and excellent. Dazzling. And I, oh, I love that description on. of him, like yes. dazzling, like just absolutely capturing my eye. Like when you, you think when you see something like that, it's like, I don't want to look away because yeah. if, if it like, if it moves or if it changes, I'm going to miss something. Yes. And so I think like in this, it's this opportunity to just sit fascinated and yes. to sit and just see these different parts of who he is to see this shining radiance and just be captivated. Unbelievable. Like we can't look away. And then you think, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then you think, that in Genesis, when God created the heavens and the earth, he said, let there be light. Okay. Now this was before he created the sun Ooh. that he said, let there be light. And there was light. And so I'm imagining this Jasper shining, brilliant God on the throne going, let there be light. Mm. And he like maybe pulls away the veil or something. And this majestic light, this garment of light that he's wearing, he just goes, Shoo! I'm going to put it on display to wow. fill the expanse of what I've just created. 
And the first light, the first illumination that this created realm experiences is my glory. Wow. Wow. That's the Jasper God on the throne. But then, okay, are you ready? (laughs) Are you ready? I'm going to take it up another notch. Come on, Christy. Okay, because 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says the same light that shone then. Hold on. I have to find it because (laughs) I'm not going to do it justice if I give the Christy Walsh version of it. Okay. (laughs) So this is, this verse just gets me every single time. So 2 Corinthians chapter four, verse six, here we go. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Okay. So that Genesis one God we were just talking about who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Wow. So this Genesis 1 God who takes back the veil and says, let there be light, and he floods the created expanse with nothing less than his glory. Just glory straight from his being. Straight from his being. It is this God, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, that shines in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. Wow. This light dispels darkness on the inside of us, like no counseling, like no self-help. Like, I mean, I'm not dissing counseling and self-help. There's definitely a place for that. We need that. That's important. But there's something about the light of God that shines in our hearts, that dispels darkness, that is supernatural, that is nothing that can happen that's like anything in the natural dispelling darkness. Totally. So the, dar- the light shone in the darkness and the darkness yes. could, could not, not comprehend <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference. It's like either it could not overcome, overcome it or, or comprehend, comprehend it. And I love that language of like the darkness couldn't even comprehend the light that was. Which was incidentally written by the Apostle John, who also wrote Revelation chapter Ta-da. four and had this encounter. <laughs> the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness cannot cannot comprehend wow <sighs> wow yeah totally and Man. It's that i love that image of it's his glory that's that was the first light to touch his creation. Yes. that's so profound it's so profound and then david in psalm 27 1 goes the lord is my light and my salvation yeah. whom shall i fear yeah in other words I've got Genesis 1, Revelation 4, 1 light on my side. Yep. Everything else falls and fails in comparison to that. What do I have to be afraid of? If yeah. God is for me, who can be against me? Yeah, totally. Like, oh, that we would know him this way as the God of shining Jasper yes. light and that we would have that confidence that he is shining in our hearts. And what? why should I fear? Why should I be anxious? Yeah. He's a Revelation 4 God of Jasper. Come on. Anyways, I could go on and on. Same. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it brings a whole new meaning to that term, the light of the world. It does. You know, you think, light of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you stepped wow. out. But it's like the light, light of the world, wow. which is just the glory from the heart of the Father shining. Man, there are realms that we know nothing of. Yeah. 
I'm like, Holy Spirit, give us revelation, give us experience and encounter yeah, totally with this kind of light and this kind of glory because yeah. it's so real and I haven't experienced that yeah. and I need to. And I wonder what it would look like for the body of Christ if we lived in this understanding that wow. this light shines in us. Wow. That this light lives in us. In us. That, you know, it's not about us, you know, when we walk through the day, you know, people, like you said, anxiety, fear, depression, stress, worry about what's going on in the world, you know, the spiritual realm, all these things is like, actually, what would it look like for us to walk in the confidence that this shining, dazzling, beautiful, piercing light that is the glory of God, it just shines in us and actually darkness has to flee. What would it look like? I wonder if we would have so much more confidence to pray for the person on the street Come that we on. see, yeah. that, you know, or, or ask for a word of knowledge or to, to pray for that person yeah. when we have this confidence yeah. in us that that's not of us, yeah. but that this light shines in us. Yeah. That's so good. And then we get to this sardius, which is another word that I'm like, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> what is sardius like? Well, sardius is a deep red gem. Okay. It's it's kind of like the closest thing I could think of. It would be kind of like the ruby. It's yeah. like rich, deep yep. red gem. It's like fiery. Come on. Like fiery red. Um, you know, John and Daniel and Ezekiel, all three of them saw fire around and coming from his throne. Yep. And so so the, the sardius speaks of this, you know, Deut- Moses said in Deuteronomy 424 um, that the Lord our God is a consuming fire, Come on. a jealous God. And so, so the sardius, the deep red gem, speaks of his fiery, jealous heart, like, like good jealous, not yeah. bad jealous, <laughs> that manifests in deep desire for his people, that intense love and that yearning and that longing. But it also manifests in that intense hatred for everything that hinders love. Come on. And so it's this, this burning, fiery, passionate, zealous desire in the heart of God. So good. I love that you touched on it, but that description in Revelation 1 that John sees, he's like on fire from the waist up and burning like bronze from the waist down and his oh, eyes are like flames of fire. eyes are like flames of fire. <laughs> like, we get it, John. He's like fire. He's on fire. But again, it's like he's grasping for language yeah. to depict this, this all-consuming like jealous love that he has for us. And like you said, that it would burn away anything that hinders love. Yes. That it's not this jealous thing that's like negative in the sense of, oh, like you did something wrong and now I feel like you, you know, you've, re- you've rejected me or whatever, you know, yes. it's like, actually, I'm so passionate about you. I'm sh- so passionate about pursuing you. I'm so passionate about you being the fullness of the person that I made you yeah. that I will stop at nothing. Yes. I will stop at nothing. Yes. Then like that t- to in get pursuit you. Of you. <laughs> yes. And I think this is where we see where the Sometimes it can be hard to reconcile the the love of God and the judgment of God yeah. together. And sometimes that can be a really confusing point for us to try to, to make terms with. Or how can both of those exist? And I think when we look at it this way, it really helps us 
to see how that works because he is so passionate and so full of desire for his people that he hates anything that stands in the way of that connection. And so he goes, if there's something that's in the way of that, I have great zeal to remove it. If that's sin, if that's impurity, whatever it is, let's get rid of that so that our love can, can prosper, can, can be um, alive and we can, yeah. we can fellowship. Our friendship can be, can be real, like grow to the fullness, to the fullness. of what it was intended to be. Exactly. Yeah. So let's get rid of what hinders love, which is the essence of his yeah. judgment is removing what hinders love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you think about it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Yes. You know, like repentance is like, it's almost like a scary word, you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, now we must, you know, fall on the ground and weep. Yeah. And you know, there's time yes. and place, but actually yes. it's his kindness because he's saying, Hey, look, here's this thing that is holding us back from having the fullness of relationship. Yeah. And so I, God, <laughs> I'm going to say, let it go, let yes. it go. Because I'm so jealous for you that I yes. want the fullness of your love. And I want to give you the fullness of my love. And this thing is stopping it's that. Stopping it. And so when you yes. have that perspective, it's like, well, of course I would get rid of that. Yes. Of course I would say like, no to the things of this world. Like, right. If it means the fullness of love with the creator of the universe. Yes. With the God of heaven. Yes. If it, if it, if that is what we're getting in return, then all these things pale in comparison. Yes. And it's his kindness. He's like, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but I'm, I'm here. Yeah. And that thing it's, it's not it's so great, <laughs> which is really the beauty of feasting on a superior pleasure. Come on. Like it's hard to say no to sin when that feels like, like the greatest pleasure we could know. But when we've touched a pleasure that's even greater than that, then the inferior, it pales in comparison. Yeah. Like you're saying, we go, why would I want to hang on to something that stands in the way. Yeah. Um, but when we feast on, which really is the essence of, you know, quote unquote, happy holiness, you know, we're mm. not seeking holiness or seeking righteousness or seeking purity because we're taking off our list of do's and don'ts yeah. and we're doing the religious, like I can't do this and I can't do that and I should do this <laughs> and I should do that. Like who can live like that yeah. long term? Like there's no way that anyone can. But when we have encountered the the beautiful God, the the revelation for God, you know, the the God who loves so deeply, the God who is so beautiful. And when we for real encounter him, anything less than we go, it's a cheap fake. And it really destroys the the power of or the appeal of sin. Totally. Totally. I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but that was kind of fun. <laughs> Just the, jealousy so of the jealousy that of sardius. God, the sardius. And heart. again, it's that it's that thing of John is just like trying to describe what he's seeing. It's just like, oh, it's this burning deep red, like yes. this deep. It's like the, to me, it's like this deep emotion. Yes, that he can only describe as a gem because he has no other words. But right. he just sees the emotion of the father, of the father, and the fire. Yeah. Now, before you brought up the verse in Song of Solomon, and it's interesting because Song of Solomon five says you are radiant yeah. and ruddy, you are dazzling and ruddy, and then here in Revelation four we see the same thing, this contrast yeah. of you are shining and you are burning. Yeah. And so, and even like John the Baptist was described as a burning and a shining lamp. Yeah. And so there's this, this beautiful um, contrast that we see in Song of Solomon and also here in Revelation four of the Jasper shining, brilliant, dazzling God. 
and then the God of fire who yep. feels. And I love that he's a God who feels. He's not this stoic, like shining, <laughs> detached. I'm just bright. You know, like yeah. he feels, he's a God of emotion, yeah. you know, like he's not this stoic, sterile yeah. God. Yeah. He's zealous yeah, as well. Totally. He's both and. That's so good. Both and. And then we get to the end of this statement. It's, so he's dazzling. He's shining like Jasper. He's burning like Ruby. And then we see that all around this throne, there's this emerald rainbow, which I love because it's like a rainbow has more than one color. But he's, he, again, <laughs> it's like this, how do I say this? It's like this light, this green that's just like encircling yeah. his throne, encircling him. Um, and I, I would love for you just to like unpack kind of what, what that looks like, what that is it what it is it's so beautiful eh? so the the rainbow that we see in genesis 9 speaks of his covenant and his tender mercy yeah now i believe that the rainbow in genesis 9 is just a picture mm. just a mere glimpse of this rainbow around his throne that's existed long before genesis 9 ever happened yeah and so the rainbow speaks of his covenant and his tender mercy come on um you know, Genesis 9, 13 says, I've set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. And the Lord says, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant. Wow. So we see the rainbow around his throne and we see that everything that he does and every decree that he makes and every action that, that comes from the throne is surrounded in this, this rainbow of mercy and covenant yeah. that, that, that covers everything that he does. Yeah. And what I love so much about that is sometimes we can get so caught up in this idea of God as judge or like he's yeah. scary or mean or like, why, why did he do the things that he has done? Yes. <laughs> or, you know, like yeah. get into that whole thing that people wonder about, like the old Testament, like why yeah. did he, you know, slaughter a whole village or yeah. whatever, you know, we don't need to get into all that right now, but I love that actually when we we understand this concept that everything that he does is through the lens of covenant yes. and through the lens of mercy that actually his righteousness his justice his judgment his kingship his authority his leadership it is all out of mercy and all because of covenant yeah oh, man that's good yeah that just settles my heart even totally. as I hear yeah. you say that, I just go, everything in me goes, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's because of covenant. It's because of, of love and of mercy that he does what he does. He's not just up there, this shining, fiery, impulsive, <laughs> I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this yeah. and I'm going to do this. And he goes, no, everything that I do comes out of covenant and mercy and desire for my people that I know because I love more than anyone else. Yeah. I know what is best in the long run. Yeah. I know what actually this is, this is me being merciful. Totally. Like, wow. That's such a comfort. Eh? Yeah. And I wonder, you know, he, this verse we just read in Genesis nine, 13 and 16, the Lord says, I will look on the rainbow to remember the everlasting covenant. And it's mm. funny because usually we look at the rainbow and we think that he put the rainbow in the sky 
for Perhaps, us to remember. Yeah. And not that he remembers like in the sense that he ever forgot. Yeah. Because God never forgets anything. <laughs> he doesn't need to be reminded. Yeah. But but when he looks on it, and I just wonder if even around the throne, if the rainbow around his throne is like it's just that constant like statement. Yeah. You know, and again, it's not that he ever forgets mercy because he never yeah. forgets anything, but that constant statement of everything is covered in mercy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's so good, man. I love him. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, this chapter is just so Literally, rich. I'm, my heart is just being stirred alive in love even more as we're reading. Um, yeah. And so we see, yeah, around the throne, there's these 24 other thrones and these 24 other guys, the elders, and they're dressed in white crowns of gold. Um, what, what's the deal with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal with these guys? Well, it's interesting because no one, the, the scripture doesn't really clearly tell us yeah. who they are. Um, most commentators would, uh, would agree that they uh, are representative of the saints, yeah. um, even though their exact identity isn't ever made clear. Yeah. And so the fact that there are 24, like what king do you know that puts 24 other thrones in, <laughs> in his throne room, 24 other people that, that, um, that are ruling and reigning beside him. And so, so the fact that the elders, they speak of the saints, the representative of the redeemed, um, speaks of just the fact that he desires to rule and reign with his people. He yeah. desires partnership with his people. Yeah. We are enthroned. We know he's clothed us in garments of righteousness. He's put crowns of gold on our heads. Um, and this is, it just speaks of the, the honor and the, the, the position that he desires to wow. give his people to yeah. rule and reign in partnership with them. Wow. So much we could say about that. Yeah. Wow the honor that the king actually gives to his people. Yeah. Like what other king does that? None that I know of. What other leader does that? Yeah. It says actually here, here's my place of authority, but I'm going to elevate you and raise you up to be like me in this place. Unbelievable. Cause I love to like, I mean, I, this is totally just like an assumption here, but it doesn't say like, 24 smaller thrones, you know, <laughs> like it just is 24 thrones. Yeah. And so I, I just wonder if that's like the heart of God. That's like, Hey, this is my throne room, but you're going to yes. have the same place of honor. You're going to have the same place. Obviously he is the King of Kings he, and no, no one one's above, is him. above him or equal to him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No we have to compares. make that point clear. Just, just so we just so we, yes. But what I, what I want to highlight is the heart that it shows from him yes. towards his people. Well, it's, it's the verse in revelation three twenty one that I always read. And I think, well, this should be heresy, but it can't be heresy because <laughs> it's in the Bible. And it says revelation three twenty one says, he who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, time out. How can anyone sit with you on your throne? Wow. Cause you're God and no one can be equal to you. Like this, it's the conversation yeah. we're having. <laughs> no one can be equal to him. And I really want to make that clear. I don't yeah. you know, really have to make that clear. There's no one who's equal to him, but he invites us into partnership to rule and reign alongside with him. Wow. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. Like if you that verse that wasn't in the Bible, I would go, that is heresy. Yeah. No one rules and reigns alongside with him. And yeah. he goes, no, like I want my people in partnership with me, man. 
his desire his to desire. be with his people, his desire to partner with his people, to be in relationship with his people. Yeah. And the only response to that is what kind of a king is this? Unbelievable. And you think, especially in the day when John's seeing this, like they have literal kings you know in this day and age there are some nations that do have kings but quite often like presidents prime ministers and so it's it's so different than this like this one authority that everything rises and falls on what they say every like they have all everything so john has this concept of kingship and i can just imagine him in this place going what kind of a king is this yeah what kind what other leader what other king would actually like elevate his people to that position hundred percent i can just imagine him just be i mean i even right now i'm just like wow like who does that who does that and we have to i, I can't move on without bringing <laughs> without bringing out the point that these elders are crowned yeah now the crown that they're wearing is the the word is in the greek is a stephanos crown it was the victor's crown this wasn't the crown of a ruler Mm. but it was like the crown that you would get like say at the olympic games when Mm. you've when you've conquered or when you've when you've done something really well and you get rewarded for it um so that so it's that type of crown but the elders are crowned because god has remembered and rewarded their works wow I mean, he's God. He's in the throne room. He is on the throne. He's all these things we've been talking about. He's got a few things on he's his mind. He's got a few things, exactly. And he goes, and by the way, I'm going to reward and I'm going to remember what you've done. And I'm going to put a crown on your head because of it. Wow. Like, why are you even thinking of me? Yeah. Seriously? Like, why? <laughs> Wow. And he goes, I'm going to reward the saints for the works done on the earth. And I'm going to show you the way that the love in your heart for me moved my heart. Come on. And I think it just like brings this whole other perspective of like the way that we live our lives here on earth matters. It matters. There is such a continuity between how we live now on the earth and what happens in the age to come. Come on. And this is our story. Yeah. Like this isn't, again, I said it in the last episode, but this isn't a fairy tale. This yeah. isn't, you know, the, what is it? The Grimm's fairy tales that you read Hansel and Gretel, you know, whatever, like, you know, and it's like a cute story that makes you feel good. Some of them, some of them are kind of creepy. We'll do, um, we'll do Disney. Disney we'll do, yeah, makes you Disney, feel good. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah. Some, well, Disney, yeah. yeah. some of them make you feel creepy too. Yeah. But like, but this isn't that. Like, yeah. This is our story. Yeah. This is our reality. This is that is more our reality than what we're experiencing now. This is wow. our like week 80 years on the earth. Yeah. And then we have the whole age to come. And yeah. for the whole age to come, the Lord goes, I'm going to reward exactly what you said, Cassie. Yeah. I'm going to reward you. I'm going to remember and honor the, the choices that you made when you lived here on the earth in your 80 year training program, so to speak, <laughs> on planet earth. Yeah. And you made wise choices and you made right choices and you chose to love me when it wasn't popular and you chose to love me when everything was stacked against you and you chose to love me when there was sickness in your body and you chose to love me when there was financial hardship and you chose to love me when your spouse walked out on you and you chose to not be offended at me when this happened and when that happened and the Lord goes, I honor you for that. And forever you are going to wear the reward that I give you because it moved my heart back then. And I don't ever want you to forget that it moved my heart. 
And that's the kind of God that we serve. Wow. I am just so stirred right now. I think that's all the time that we have for this week. But Christy, I'm just wondering if you could just close us in prayer. Uh, and I want to encourage you guys too to join us uh, in two weeks time when we release the next episode. We're just going to carry on with this conversation. Um, but yeah, Christy, I was just wondering if you could pray for us. Absolutely. Yeah. So Holy Spirit, I thank you for who you are and for the work that you do in revealing the Father, revealing the Son to our hearts. And I'm asking that you would continue to give us the gift of revelation, that we would see and understand and know the beauty of who he is. Would you do what you do best and make him known to our hearts? This God who loves to, to partner with his people. Lord, who are you that you desire to reward us for our weak yes here on the earth and you remember it forever? Who are you that you invite your people to rule and reign with you? Who are you, the God of shining, shining Jasper, the God of fiery Sardius who covers everything that you do in covenant and in mercy? We are in awe of your beauty and in awe of who you are. And Holy Spirit, would you continue to reveal the wonder and the glory of who he is to us. In Jesus' name, amen.